0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Coming to you from Midtown Studios, beautiful downtown Bakersfield. I'm your host, Matt. Along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What is going on, up, my friend? What
1: up, bro? How you doing, man?
0: I'm all right. How are you? <laughs>
1: I'm great, man. Feeling good. Got my cup of coffee here. Yeah, that's all I need.
0: I'm drinking steam lemonade, so I'm not, I'm not oh, okay. feeling the energy that you're feeling.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling it. You know, it's that same Jesus coffee.
0: That's good. Don't don't and don't hate for those of you out there. Don't hate on the steam lemonade. Little <laughs> shot of peach juice in it. It's delightful. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Take nice. care of that throat, huh?
0: It's nice. You got to take care of it. Got to, yeah. you know, got to <laughs> open it up in the morning cuz it's it, it I, I'm like coughing up hairballs and phlegm. It's weird. Yeah. Uh so, today's episode uh of Chicken Scratch Gospel, we're actually coming to you from 1 Peter chapter 2 mm-hmm. verses 8 through 9. And I uh Peter Peter is probably, you know, next to like somebody like a David. Mm -hmm. Peter probably for me is the next kind of favorite (laughs) like person that has existed in the history of the Bible um, just because I, I, I love his humanity.
1: He's, a, he's an Enneagram eight. <laughs> he's probably an
0: Enneagram eight for sure. Like he's definitely that guy. He's he's just impetuous and he's,
1: yeah, he's chopping ears <laughs> off.
0: And Jesus is like, Peter, calm down. Um, You know, and, and he's also, you know, when he, when he does wrong things, like when he denies Jesus, he goes out, he weeps bitterly. He, you know, he, he feels, you know, he feel, he feels things hard anyway. So he writes here in first Peter chapter two verses eight through nine, he says, and he is the stone that makes people stumble talking about Jesus. He's the stone that makes people stumble. The rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. So he's not, you know, you hear like no my Jesus, my Jesus is the foundation, not for people that don't obey him or 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 follow his, his word or his ways. For them, he's a, he's a stumbling block. He's a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's Word. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation. God's, I love this, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. That was the New Living Translation. I like the King James version of this scripture as well. The the Shakespearean uh, version of this scripture as well. It says that we are a peculiar people. We're different. We're called out to be different. We've experienced something different through Christ. And so now we are called out to become different. And as we said, the stone that was being discussed that causes some to stumble is Jesus, of course. And those who are not in relationship with Jesus... What, what happens is they find his teachings to be overbearing, yeah. inconvenient, too much. There's a lot of people that are, in my opinion as a believer, very misinformed about Christianity because they feel like, well, I'm not going to go to church because then you're going to just tell me i got to live this way, i got to do this, i got to do that. And I don't got to do anything. Mm-hmm. But because I know that God is real and Jesus has changed my heart, I've experienced something different I am willing to become someone different. You know what I mean? And so it's not, it's for, for the, in, for those of us that are in relationship, it doesn't seem overbearing or inconvenient. It can be hard sometimes, right. but it was hard for Jesus. Yeah. You know, since we know Jesus it's not like that for us, Jesus is not meant to be a stumbling block for humanity. He he's intended to be a foundation for humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. That's so good, man. Because even, you know, in our culture today, um, and with all the things that are going on in the world, um, when you take the truth of of God's word, um, especially in this culture, it it is inconvenient. It isn't what the people want to hear. Um, you know, I was reading some some scripture yesterday, and um, I was talking about you know, don't burn with anger. I forget what scripture. I have to look. Yeah. To see what you know. This is just, just talking about don't burn with anger. Like don't burn with ang- anger. Anger or what evil people do, but burn with, with the heart of God, burn with the passion of who God is and who God has called you to be. In other words, like don't give attention to that. Like don't put more fire or gasoline in the fire. Like, um, instead, you know, ignite yourself with the passion for God's word and doing good for others. And that's, that's a little inconvenient when you want revenge. You know, that's a little inconvenient when you want your work, your opinion to be heard. Um, when you want to get the last word. Um, but the Lord's like, don't do that. And I think that's what we're, we're, we're seeing here is um, when you're confronted with those things mm. and Jesus is like, no, come this way. And you're like, but I don't want to go that way. Yeah. And then you end up like doing something where you find yourself stumbling or falling or whatever it is, you know?
0: Yeah. And so it, what's so crazy is that, you know, um, God doesn't need us to defend him. But I think what our, our immediate response, we're, we're reactionary. Yeah. When we see, uh, you know, things happen in the world, we want to be reactionary. And, and Jesus was not, look, look at the scriptures. Jesus was not reactionary. Right. Jesus was intentional. And Jesus does not want you to be baited into living, acting, doing as everyone else does around you, but just doing it under the banner of Christ. That's not what he's invited you to be a part of. Jesus says, those that are my disciples, you're going to be different. You're a, whole, you're a chosen, you're royal priest, you're a, whole, you're a peculiar people, you're different. Yeah. So don't act like everybody that you see and say, well, I need to act like this because you got to fight fire with fire. It's got to yeah. be an eye yeah. for an eye. No, 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 yeah, no, no, If we want to see people experience the difference that Jesus can make in their lives, we have to allow Jesus to work within us so that we can become different. Right. Uh, the majority of, of, of any kind of evangelistic work, even, that I've seen be successful in my life has not been because I've been on a street corner yelling at people that they're doing something wrong and that they're going to hell and they're going to burn in a lake of fire. Okay, That's not my ministry. <laughs> uh, what, what I've seen more is that people that have known me they they have seen a shift in me. They see me speaking differently, making different decisions, living a different lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's those are things that minister to people. And so in order to in order to introduce people to this Jesus that we know is so real, we have to allow God to do a work through Christ within us. Right. We got to become different, you know. And we, it's it's not enough to experience different. And there's so many people that have experienced God and so many people i think that live beneath their privileges as believers because they they go from sunday experience to sunday experience mm-hmm. and it's not enough to just experience the different the the different that god can give you god wants you to become he wants to make you a new creation he wants to give you a new heart he wants to give you a new life he wants to do a new thing Within you and isaiah 60 verse 1 it says arise. O jerusalem jerusalem, obviously a picture of the church picture of god's people as israel, you know, jerusalem Let your light shine for all to see For the glory of the lord rises to shine on you Talking to god's people here jerusalem uh, Obviously is more literal in this space during this time, but it's also a picture of god's chosen People and as God's chosen people, we've been called to shine, but not of our own power. Mm -hmm. Right? Like we don't shine of our own power. We are we're we're moons that reflect the light of the sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's that's
1: what we're called to be. Yeah, I think it uh, kind of begs the question here as we're we're talking about different. Um, What is different, anyways? Because there's so many people that claim like, Oh, I'm different. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm different. Like I want to be different. And, and it's like, "Mm, yeah, you're different, but you're still kind of doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you dress different. Maybe you got a a new, a different aesthetic. Maybe, you know, you're different and maybe you you like like, different movies than other people. Yeah. You're maybe you're, but are you really different? And I, and so like, what does different look like in, in the context of what we're talking about here? Right. What is, what is different? What is different? Like practically speaking, let's let's talk about that. You
0: know? yeah, I think you know when you want to see different, you 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 first as we must as we must do right in in the body or as believers, uh, we must look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. and so what did what did he do that was so different, man? What did he do that what were people expecting, first right. of all? Mm-hmm. because you have to understand what people were expecting before you can understand how what Jesus did was different. People were expecting um, a great liberator mm-hmm. to liberate them from an oppressive government. Jesus didn't come to do that. Mm-hmm. Very, very vocal about that. He's like, "That's not why I came." Yeah. Uh, some were some were zealots that were, you know, expecting to kind of even overthrow the the religious traditions—not necessarily Judaism, but but the religious traditionalism that had such a such a, a stronghold on people's lives to where then people that were in the higher places of religion could just pick and choose who they would allow to be a part of the ones that were teaching. Instead of giving people opportunity, Jesus said, that's not why I'm here. I didn't come here for that. I didn't come here to break the law. I came here to fulfill the law. Jesus said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Uh, All of these things that were like, but if Jesus were here, he would be this. He would be this. He would be this. Be careful. Mm -hmm. Be careful. Because there were a lot of people back in Jesus's time, that believed that, man, when the Messiah comes, this is what he's going to be. He's going to look like, he's going to be a zealot. He's going to be a Pharisee. He's going to be a great uh, liberator. He's going to be that one. So before you try to put a title uh, on Jesus and who he would be in the world that exists today, you need to understand that Jesus was a man who spoke to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman that Jews were not allowed to speak to. Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. They were enemies. Jesus spoke to her. He took time for the outcast. Jesus touched the leper, the untouchable, (laughs) the unclean. He touched him. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to. Jesus could have said, you're whole, you're clean. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. He was different. He did things differently. Peter Wanted an eye for an eye. Well, the Bible says it. The Bible says an eye for an eye. Jesus says, no, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye. But it's not going to be like that with us anymore. Now that I'm here, you're going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. Well, I've not committed adultery. Hey, the rich young ruler, I've, I've, I've done all of these things. Look at this, man. I haven't killed anybody. I haven't committed any adultery. Then go sell all your possessions, give your money to the poor, and come follow me. Do that, right? I haven't. I haven't committed adultery against against anybody. I haven't slept with anybody. If you've committed lust in your heart, then you've committed adultery. If you've if you I haven't killed anybody. If you're angry with your brother in your heart, then you killed him. You're a murderer. What? Like he was so different. Mm-hmm. And so when we see these things happening, I. You know what I I I get. Um, it can be easy. I can be easily worked up and, and easily kind of thrown into a frenzy. I'm very, I'm very passionate. I can get passionate about things. And I can uh, be so passionate that, uh, that I take the time to build a soapbox to stand on. And, uh, and that is not what I'm called to do. And I have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I see is I see a bunch of, uh, you know, social media warriors that think that they're winning the kingdom to Christ Because somebody out there is being a douche to them or being a douche to Christians. And so they think, well, I'll be a douche to that person. That is not your place. Mm -hmm. That is not what you're called to do. You are supposed to be different. Mm -hmm. That is not, well, Jesus would stand up for the Christians. Jesus didn't stand up for Christians. Jesus died for Christians. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. You know what I mean? There's a difference.
1: You know, I was just writing, writing some stuff down here and it's crazy because we're talking about different and you, you actually mentioned a list, a list full of, of what it is to be different. And I kind of come to this, this conclusion that this type of, of different does not gain popularity.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Because I I think we like, people want to be different, you know, in, in different ways and they're different and they become like, whoa, like that's cool. Like that person's different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little popularity uh, attached to that because you're kind of like the outsider. You're kind of doing things different. You're like, Oh, that's new. That's trendy. Like that's, and this type of different though, it doesn't gain that at all. If anything, it, it causes people to stumble. Right. It, it, it kind of shakes some things because it's, it's a different within us internally, not externally and so it's the way we conduct and the way we act and the love that we give, even when it's not deserved. It's praying for your enemies, you know mm. those who perse and loving those who persecute you like that's that's different. People don't want to do that, and people aren't doing that, especially in these days. And so um, d- being different is not a, a, a popularity at all. you know gaining popularity at all. And so I think it's 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 a good mark to kind of take inventory like man, I'm different, but am I different for the right reasons, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good yeah. thought. You know, are yeah. you different for the right reasons? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. What? <laughs> Andy, Andy's grinning in the corner. I what?
1: i uh, I can just feel some people in this room looking at <laughs> me. Uh, for those of you that are listening,
0: people just assume I want to be different. Break. I don't know where they get that Break. from. Uh, it's not me. Uh, yeah. It's a stereotype. Uh, I'm also an Enneagram four, Mm. uh, which, you know, has nothing to do with this, but I guess it kind of has something to do with this where it's not that I want to be different. Yeah. (laughs) It's that I want to be uniquely myself. Yes. That's where it stems from. Mm -hmm. So don't judge me and me (laughs) not liking the same movies you like.
1: (laughs) And I'm not going
0: on a rant here, but I'm upset.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think personality when you, when we're talking about personality everybody's different per, with everybody has different personalities yeah I, I think that so that's fair to say i I think we're we're kind of talking about you know our our faith and our relationship with Christ and those values that we carry to be true and those truths that we carry to be true yes, and how we live them out that's what makes us different as believers, but I think when we talk about personalities, yeah I think everybody's in their individual, you know, context, They're, everybody's different and that's okay. I know I'm different. Pastor Matt's that we're all in, We're oh, all, yeah. we all have our own unique personalities and Andy, you're amazing. You're an amazing guy. Different. You're
0: such a good guy, Andy. I'm glad we got to take the time today to tell you just in case. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, but thanks. We, yeah. we are all called to be uniquely ourselves because we've been called to each one of us reach a unique sect of people like we're we're here on this planet to you know the people that I reach might be different from the people that you reach might be different from the people that Andy reach it might be different from the people that uh, are listening that they might reach yeah and that's kind of the point mm-hmm. you know jesus is like you guys are going to do greater things why well because there's, there's right now on this planet at that time right jesus is like at this time there's just one of me on this planet cuz jesus was 100% god absolutely so did he know stuff? Did he? Yes, of course. Yes, he was one hundred percent God, but he was also one hundred percent man. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, he was not the omnipresent, having ascended Jesus. He was I am right today. We're in Samaria, or today we're today we're in Jerusalem. Today we're you know in Galilee. The, these are the these are the places that that Jesus could be at one time. Mm-hmm. But when I go, you're going to do greater things. Why? Because I'm going to be with you in greater measure, mm-hmm. and and there will be. More disciples of mine that will be helping to kind of spread this different, you know, that, that, that is out there in the world. And I think that there are a lot of things that I see, man, you know what I see? I see a lot of people that I think to what you're speaking to, even there are a lot of people that want so badly to be accepted that they will choose to be something different than themselves and that's not the different that Jesus is calling you to. You know, people will, they will pretend or they will, they will maybe even to them in their minds, not even pretending, I'm not pretending to be something different. It's just that I want the community. I want to belong somewhere. The And that's that's not weird. You have been created for community. You've been created to belong somewhere. And so it's it's not weird to me that people have this sense of belonging. What sucks is, is that we as believers and and the church at large have had a hard time loving people that look different or that are different than what we have become accustomed to in our own circles. And it is not us, it is not man that changes a person. It is not man who judges what this person struggles with or goes through. It is God. That's up to God. It's up to us to be Salt and light,
1: and it's I love that because it's up to God to change us. Yeah, He's the one who changes and transforms us. You know, as we right. as we give our hearts to Him, and I love even <clears throat> this that this scripture in First Peter, two eight through nine, um, he goes and he says, "You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession." Then he says, "This this really important phrase right here." He says, "And as a result, yep, because you're God's." own possession because you like he's basically saying this is your identity you're a holy nation like this is your god's people yeah and as a result of that you can show others the goodness of god for he called you out of darkness so he's saying as a result of the transform a result of who you are this is who god's called you to be you know mm-hmm. he's called you to be a new creation uh, a light into the world to show others the goodness of who our god is and so th- i think that's where the different different comes from is hey like this is your identity um you're not like them and i'm not talking about personalities i'm talking about i'm talking about what god is doing within us and identity of who we are and how we should um love in this world and accept in this world and i think that's what um people when jesus was was here on earth and that's what like religious leaders and people just couldn't get like Like, what is he doing talking to that prostitute? What is he doing allowing her to do? What is he doing with that woman at the well? Like, they could, it was just like, what is he doing? And Jesus was like, this is the different I'm talking about.
0: People were so, the Pharisees were so focused on the sin while Jesus was focused on the sinner. Right. And the church at times can be so focused on the sin of a person. That they forget about the sinner. There's this great quote out there, um, you know, with as it pertains to people that have questions about God and and the heart posture that this person in particular takes. We so say, how do you how are you able to have these debates and these conversations with people that are so uh, vehemently against God and Christ and everything that you believe? And this person responds in this way because I understand that behind every question there is a questioner. I understand that behind, Jesus understood that behind every single sin, there was a sinner. And I think that what people need to hear and what we need to understand is as believers, loving somebody does not mean agreeing with everything that they do. It does not mean that you allow, that, that you have to uh, allow yourself to uh, agree with everything that they do. You know what I'm saying? Jesus loved the sinner. He still loves the sinner. God hates the sin. Mm-hmm. It is sin. Why does God hate sin? Because sin separates you from him. Yeah. People get it wrong and they think, well, God hates the sin because he hates me or because he wants to, you know, he wants to throw me to hell or he sends people to hell. No, 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 no. God doesn't send people to hell. Sins of the person that separates you, your separation from God keeps you from him. Right. That's the point. That's the point, and so we have got to get to a place where we as believers understand that we don't have to agree with a person or, or the person's lifestyle or the person's choices, and we don't have to ignore the sins that that person may deal with. You deal with your own too, by the way. What we need to focus on is the fact that behind every single sin that is ever committed, there is a sinner, and within every single sinner, there is a heart that God desires Mm -hmm. to change there is a soul that god desires to save through christ and so if we want to be different let's be different let's allow jesus to shine through us let's reflect this light that is it's not enough that we experience different ourselves with god we must become different through god what does that look like for you today in 2021 to be different, to love differently like Jesus did back then as that car went by. <laughs> as we hear the roar of, the, of downtown Bakersfield. Um, you know, I kind of already did talk a little bit about the social media warrior. I refuse to be that, first of all. Uh, I refuse to be that person. Um, and so I think that um, there are a lot of people that think they're standing up for Jesus, standing up for the church uh, on social media. And if you want to share, man, do, that's your page. Do you. That's that's you. You guess what? This freedom and everything, whatever. Do it. But um I think that um my wife and I have had the opportunity to welcome people into our home of every background, every condition, and when I say condition I mean condition of the heart, you know, dealing with any and every measure of uh we've walked through people or we've walked through people, we've walked with people. Um, through, through seasons where there were, um, where, where, uh, there were abortions, where there, was, uh, there were people struggling with homosexuality, there were people who were having a, a dysphoria issue with in terms of how they were identifying, whatever the case may be. You know what every single one of those people felt when they, come, when they came into our home and when they met with us? They knew that we loved them. They knew that we, we weren't going to judge them for what they were dealing with because everybody deals with something. And I think it's important for us to understand that and, and to to love people beyond their issues.
1: Yeah, I think, I'd piggyback off of that. I was just going to say love, love with no conditions, you know. Um, I think we live in a world where if you do this or if you're a part of this, then I kind of love you. Um, but if you do this, and I kind of don't. And there's always a condition. If you do this, then... You're my family. If you don't do this for me or for us or for them, then you're not. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want us to get confused, though, with loving people with no conditions and um, approving everything people do, because I think there's a difference between accepting and approving. Um, right. And so I'm not saying like I agree with everybody in the world. I we all disagree with a bunch of things. It doesn't mean we don't love. Right. It doesn't mean we don't love them. I think even Jesus gave us this example where he loved people with no conditions. Obviously, he was on the cross with with <laughs> people that, you know, with criminals, were, were criminals, <laughs> you know, they did it. They were guilty. Yeah. They said they were guilty. <laughs> he, he d- and, and he didn't he wasn't there saying, man, I agree with what you guys did. Like he obviously he didn't, but he still accepted and loved them and said, today you'll be in paradise if you if you come to me with a willing heart. And so, and he did this throughout the New Testament. So I, like for us, it's like, let's just love with no conditions. Like if you wrong me, you're my neighbor and you wrong me. Or if you wrong somebody, or if you have a different view, like, man, like I may not agree with that, but I love you still. You're a person, like you're, you have value and we need to treat people with that same respect and value and love and not attack. And I think that's kind of where that's hard, man, because Right now, a lot of people attack are attacking each other, right, for their beliefs or whatever. And it's like, man, like, why? You you think differently, so why are you calling me out or why are you calling them out? Or let's just let's talk about this and let's still love each other, you know. And so, love with no conditions.
0: Yeah, I love, and I like that you said. You know, of course, we know that that doesn't mean that you, like I said, approve everything that the person is doing or whatever. But I think too, if we could understand, if we could learn how. What if let's let's say this. What if the examples of having a healthy conversation on opposite sides? What if the examples of actually having that kind of a healthy conversation came from the church?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How oh. novel of a concept. How crazy would that be if somebody actually believed differently from you, but you as a believer in Christ were an example in a world filled with the second you don't agree with me, I'm going to light your life on fire. Mm -hmm. What if believers were the examples to say, I'm not going to do that. Let's have a conversation. That's what you believe? Okay. This is what I believe. Why do you know? And let's have a civil conversation. People have forgotten the art of conversation and debate. And uh, the the Pharisees tried to strong arm this and Jesus would just sit and, and, and debate with them. The Pharisees would try to catch, well, what's the greatest commandment? Hmm. I'm glad that you asked that. And <laughs> he would sit and he would have these conversations. They'd try to trip him up and he's like, you, you sucker. I know what you're <laughs> trying to do, you know, and, and have these conversations. And I think that we can, we can be different. Mm-hmm. We're called to be different. We're a peculiar people. Yeah. And it's not just because of this shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that shirt, man. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Andy, you you—it's uh, like
1: a Smurf threw up on it.
0: <laughs> it does kind of look I'm like that.
1: I'm just kidding. I just, I just, oh, that's funny. I love you, bro. That hurt. No, that was funny right there. I, I love the blue and white, man. I do. I do. I, I dig it.
0: What else you got, Andy?
1: <laughs> He's like, oh wow. I say uh, this has been so <laughs> this much. This has been fun. an interesting <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. That's what Daniel said. Well, <laughs> also about the Smurf thing. We appreciate it for those of you that are listening, make sure you go and check it out later on YouTube. But before we let you go today, we, uh, we have a couple of recommendations. What's, what's your recommendation for today?
1: Man, last year around this time, actually, um, I did this plan on you version. So I actually wanted to, to, uh, recommend this. I love it. This devotion on new version. It's called open heaven, uh, uh, it's a 21-day, so it's it's still January. It's not too late. To, it's never too late to do a 21-day fast. But it's a 21-day fasting prayer called Open Heaven. And it actually, like, man, like, this plan actually, I, don't wanna say, I mean, of course, it changed my life. But um, the premise of the devotion in regards to, like, opening up the heavens, um, um, opening up your heart to all that God has for you, the newness of the year. Um and really, really taking a hold of what God wants to do and what he wants to instill in you Love at the it. beginning of the year. Um, was amazing. And so it's called Open Up Open Heaven. Um, it's by the plans by Victory Family Center in Singapore. Don't really know who that is, but um and they take you through these twenty one days of uh, devotions and I thought it was great, man. They they hit some really good points, some some good content and so yeah, check that out whenever you get a chance.
0: I dig that. Get the UVerse app and check out the Open Heaven uh, Devo plan. Uh, my recommendation actually is for a design agency uh, called Church Design Lab. Uh, if you want to find them on social media, you can find them on Instagram. That's one one word, no spaces, no underscores, Church Design Lab. Or you can go to churchdesignlab.com. And uh, they're a design agency that helps churches and church leaders, you know, communicate the gospel of Jesus uh, in, in creative ways and, and, and through design. And uh, these guys are amazing. They'll help you with, uh, with your marketing. They'll help you with your website. They'll help you with uh, man's sermon slides. I mean, everything all up and down the gambit as it pertains to, to um, anything creative or design oriented uh, in, your, in, in the church, in the church world. They're, they have actually really, really uh, good prices. They got really, really good work. So, Church Design Lab. Make sure that you go and check these things out. That's all the time that we have today on Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure you follow us on social media. Go find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications so you know when we're coming up with new stuff. Go love like Jesus.